Hey, what's up, everyone? Merry Christmas and congratulations on another 49ers win. That's eight in a row. And this was maybe the most impressive one of the eight. I don't know. I don't remember the other seven. I just remember this one. So, look, you're probably at a Christmas party right now. I'm trying to get to a Christmas party. So let's not take too long. Let's get right into it and have this, like, be a uh, not a short postgame show, but, like, an efficient postgame show. Let's get right into it. Let's start with... The MVP of the offense, Brock Purdy, the guy that George Kittle said didn't have to do too much that the Niners would be able to carry. Well, today he had to do a lot because the run game wasn't really working outside of that one play to Ray Ray McLeod, and the pass protection wasn't great, and Brock had to rise up, and he did. I mean, he didn't get many opportunities. He completed four passes in the first half. It was looking a little dicey, but he didn't get many opportunities. Second half comes around. Finally, Kyle Shanahan puts the game in his hands, starts calling things that only would work for him. And you, again, start seeing him make plays that only he could make, at least on this team. The throw deep down the field to George Kittle. I mean, Jimmy would have missed that. If Jimmy even saw it, he either would have not thrown it and checked it down or overthrown it by 10 yards. That's how he does. And then on the play-action naked boot, first of all, Kyle would never call a naked bootleg for Jimmy Garoppolo because he's so slow. If you ever have to bootleg Jimmy, first of all, you don't. If you ever do it, though, you have to give him a blocker because he's slow as molasses. For Brock, they can actually call naked bootlegs, which is no blocker for him. Everyone goes one way, he play fakes, comes back around, and if there's a guy in his face, we've seen it repeatedly. He can make that guy miss, and he can make throws rolling to his left, not just his right. He's a really good quarterback, and he's making this team a lot better because it seems like the book on this offense is, hey, man, just put six defense alignment on the line, stop the run, force them to pass, you win. That's what Washington tried to do. That is the wrong approach against Brock Purdy. It's the right approach against Jimmy Garoppolo because Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't really want to do play action. He'll either hand off or he'll drop back and throw. So you take away the 49ers run game, all of a sudden you make them into a, with Jimmy, a one-dimensional drop back passing team and he's not that good at drop back he's okay uh, the Niners offensive line isn't built for that it's a team that's built to run the ball and to play fake and throw and what's interesting about this team right now is the running game isn't great I mean when Elijah Mitchell comes back when Jordan Mason's healthy it can be a great running game but with Christian McCaffrey he's a great player but he's a better receiver than runner so really when teams sell out to stop Christian and the Niners' run game, like, they're playing right into Brock Purdy's hands. They're better at throwing than running right now. And if you give, like, these aggressive looks, the Niners are happy to play fake and burn you down the field, which he's doing consistently. So I think it's going to be interesting. Will teams adjust to the Niners' offense under Brock Purdy this season? If not, they'll win the Super Bowl. Straight up. If, the, if, if teams keep defending the Niners, like Jimmy's their quarterback, while Brock's out there, the Niners will win the Super Bowl. Because... The offense is way different with Brock. It's, a, it's not a run-first offense. It's a balanced offense. And you could even argue it's a pass-first offense. If teams want to dare the Niners to pass, they will gladly freaking pass, and they'll pass well. And it won't just be like, okay, well, they're loading the box, so let's you know, go empty backfield, spread formation like with Jimmy Garoppolo. No. 
let's do really good play fakes and get the ball down the field to wide open receivers. That's what they're doing consistently. It's what Brock Purdy brings to the offense. And I know you guys watch the game and you feel like there's at least two, three, four, play, maybe five plays a game that he makes that Jimmy couldn't make. So that's a great place to be. I think a lot of people were looking at Brock as like, hey, man, you know, he's a good story. And, you know, for the money, he's a nice quarterback. But eventually, backup quarterbacks get figured out. And if he's going to get figured out, it'll be today because Washington has a really good defense. They haven't given up more than 21 points since, like, week four. But they haven't faced Brock. And they had no idea what to do with Brock. Brock just eviscerated him. Brock doesn't win by a little bit. Brock kicks the shit out of teams. He needs some serious credit here. He's not, like... Being, he's not on the caboose of this train the way James Richard was for years. He is driving this offense, and it's got NFL defenses on their heels because they don't know what to do. How do you stop a Brock Purdy offense? I don't know. I don't know. I, don't sell it to stop the run. Merry Christmas to you and your family, Grant. Merry Christmas to you too, Michael. Thank you very much. And I know people are like, is, does he celebrate Christmas? My mom was Catholic. So, yeah, we, we had a Christmas tree in the house. We didn't talk about Jesus, but we had a Christmas tree. We talked about Santa Claus. We uh, did Chris, Christmas and Hanukkah. I mean, I don't know. You, you know people like that, right? The way Nick Bosa drags quarterbacks down by their hips until they give up is like a lion dragging down a zebra. I like it. 97 looks like an animal out there. Yeah, I like that. Nice, nice uh, image. McGlinchey was a liability today. You could take out the word today and change the word was to is. McGlinchey is a liability. I still think, I still wonder if that's going to be the reason the Niners don't win the Super Bowl. He should, he's, the Niners are way too good to have a player of his caliber starting for them. I'm calling it now. Brock is our guy. He's way better. He's way calmer back there. Doesn't miss the gimmies and isn't afraid to go deep. He might just be the guy. And if someone's going to take the job from him, Trey Lance, they better bring their freaking A game because Purdy's on it right now. Is the Kyle and Kittle slander over for you? I don't know. <laughs> for this week. I'm not going to criticize them this week. That fourth and one call was terrible, but Kyle redeemed himself the rest of the game. And um, Yeah, I mean, look, for the money the Niners are giving George Kittle, he should do that all the time. And I think it's funny, like, I was wondering, why, why don't you get the ball anymore? Is it you? Is it Kyle? And when I asked George... He said, you know, I go up to Jimmy and ask him for the ball. So maybe it was a Jimmy thing all along. I'm going to talk about Kittle in a minute. But that was – remember that? I, I said – this was in um, – I want to say this was in Colorado. I was like, hey, George, do you ever go into Kyle's offense and ask for the ball more? He was like, no. I go to Jimmy, though. So now uh, Purdy's in there, and all of a sudden Kittle looks like he's 25 again. So basically I did, I, I did my job. It's my, I, I take credit for this. David says Brock Purdy playing twice as good as Jimmy wearing 13 because he's making $13. <laughs> it's glorious, man. Yeah. Kittle showing he can ball out if you hit him in space and yak out. Teams earlier in the year seemed to tackle him instantly and prevent him from yak. Yeah, because he was catching every pass at the line of scrimmage because of Jimmy. Now he's, like, getting down the field because of Brock. Do you think there's enough time to make secondary adjustments, and will they individually own up and leave? Huff and Ward can only play man on slower, bigger receivers, not fast, smaller ones. Um... I don't know that there's many adjustments they can make in the secondary. There's some issues there. And it seems like the Niners have been masking those issues, which is great front seven play. 
Not leave, but react and own up. Got it. Got it. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Merry Christmas, Grant Bosa for MVP and deep. Uh, yeah, I've been saying that for weeks, right? Have I not? Have I not been? So before the game started, Jay Glazer had a report. He's very connected with the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo's people. And he said that the Niners are holding out hope that Jimmy Garoppolo will come back in the playoffs. Holding out hope that Jimmy Garoppolo will come back in the playoffs. I laughed when I saw that report. And then after the game, I laughed even harder like this. <laughs> That's how I laughed. You really think anyone in this locker room other than maybe George Kittle and Kyle Juszczyk is really hoping that Jimmy Garoppolo comes back this year? Like, that's over with. Now, you could say maybe Jimmy, maybe you hope that Jimmy Garoppolo comes back as a, as a backup, but frankly, Jimmy, good night and good luck, man. Your services are no longer required. Well, because when he's here as a backup, he's a distraction. He shouldn't be here anymore. He should have been replaced two years ago. You know, is he a good backup? Yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever. He's fine. He's coming off an injury. Goodbye. He's a bigger... He, he's... He's a, he's a... He's a bigger distraction than he is an asset. You don't need him around anymore. Stop trying to put him back on this team. And I, look, I respect George Kittle last week, you know, giving an homage to, to Jimmy Garoppolo. Enough. He's done. His future is elsewhere. Brock Purdy's future is here. Forget about hope. Can you imagine... If, if Jimmy Garoppolo gets cleared and they bench Brock Purdy, he's on a hot streak like this to bring back Jimmy, that would be the most unpopular decision ever. And it's not going to happen. Now, maybe whoever told Jay Glazer this was expecting Brock Purdy to come back to earth today against a really good defense. Well, it didn't happen. He eviscerated this freaking defense. So I don't think anyone's like, hey, oh, God, if we just get Jimmy Garoppolo back, we'll win. No, let's forget that. It's over. So if they're really hoping he can be the backup, great. But, I mean, if they don't have Brock Purdy, they're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. Let's put it that way. You could have Jimmy. You could have Josh Johnson. It's not going to happen. You need Brock. Um... You asked Kittle about getting the ball. He's got it every game. Yeah, I, dude, quality control is no joke. I don't do this for fun. This isn't a game. This is real life. <laughs> D- Domain Threat says, can't see how Bosa doesn't win DPO year. While we're at it, Kyle deserves coach of the year, dominating teams with his third. He's making a case for it. He's making a case for it. Philly lost today, right? Making a case for it. Steve, what about what about Sean McDermott? Saying. Yeah, Kyle's dominating with his third string quarterback, but he's the one that wanted Jimmy. He's the one that got Trey Hurt. What about John Lynch for executive of the year? Stephen Pryor says, coming at you from the Greenbrier. Oh! I was there. Merry Christmas, Grant. Appreciate your content daily. Appreciate Nick Bose, the NFL MVP, and I still appreciate Mike McGlinchey for giving the Niners Glock Purdy. Ha! Team looking great. You know, that was kind of messed up what you said there about the, at the end, but I'm not gonna get into it. Jan Evander says, love how Jimmy Garoppolo fans hate on Lance. Now Lance fans hate on Purdy. Do they? Do they? I haven't seen that. I guess they do. I don't know. I haven't seen that at all. Um, Huff seems to be a bit of a liability as well. He's great in some areas, but way too aggressive, which results in him getting burned too often. It's not just him, though. Uh, Allen says, how good were special teams on kickoff? Lost count of the times they pinned Washington behind their 20-yard line. Great. 
except for that one time that uh, what's his face? Robbie Gould kicked it out of bounds. What the hell was that? It's <laughs> Randy says it's pretty ironic how Mr. Relevant made Kittle relevant, making plays downfield better than Jimmy. Brock is way better quarterback than number one and two on this team this far. I mean, he's had the greatest. He's like the best start to a career ever. Right? I mean, like, I think he's the first quarterback in NFL history who's had a passer rating over 110 in his first three career starts. I mean, Joe Montana has nothing on this guy. A powerful one says either keep Brendel and have Poe or Zakel at right tackle or have one of them at center and get a better right tackle in free agency, but we need to move on from McGlinchey. Me too. I can't believe that he's still on the team. Cookie, Cookie Monster says, when Jimmy used to drop back and pass, I used to get anxiety with his happy feet movement, but with Proc, it seems I seem a lot more confident. Yeah, man, he's, doesn't he make it look really easy? Domain threats is the moment Kyle stopped protecting Brock with his first half game plan. The offense took off. He trusts Brock much more than he ever trusted Jimmy. It's really easy to see. It's amazing. Uh, I'll add one more thing, says Steven. I'm a Kyle and Lynch supporter. If Jimmy plays one more snap as a Niner fireball offense, clear they need to move on. It was clear they needed to move on in the offseason, too. Jimmy, to me, Jimmy wants to be on this team because he knows it's loaded. Any quarterback that plays for this team is going to win and get paid. He wants to be here. And so when the Niners tried to ship him off to Carolina or Indianapolis, he pulled a fast one. He had a surgery. He didn't tell him. He tanked his value. He hung around. He got back on the team. Goodbye. Go somewhere else, man. Go prove your, go prove your worth on a team that isn't freaking stacked. Oh, my freaking God, Demo. Let's talk about George Kittle. I owe George Kittle an apology. He was really struck. First of all, I said the Niners should trade him over the offseason. If he keeps playing like this, that would have been a mistake. I thought he, early in the year, I didn't say he was washed, but I think I may have wrote, I think I may have asked the question. Is George Kittle washed? And I think I might have been like, mm, he might be because he's not as dangerous after the catch. And I was comparing him to Debo. Debo, you give him the ball at the line of scrimmage, he can make four guys miss and pick up 15 yards. Kittle isn't, used to be that guy, but really isn't that guy anymore. Debo took that, that job for him. Um, and I felt like once Debo took that job from Kittle, there was very little left for Kittle to do in the offense, which is why he would have so many games where he would finish with like three catches for 28 yards. But what's interesting about it is now that we have some evidence in two different quarterbacks, it's clear that that was a function of Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy's limitations. Jimmy doesn't throw downfield. Jimmy doesn't do play action very well. So if you want to get Kittle the ball, it's underneath, and he has to break tackles, and he's going to end up with 30 yards in the game. He's gone, Jimmy Garoppolo. Brock Purdy's in, and all of a sudden, it's like George Kittle's 25 again. Suddenly, every week, he's open down the field, and the quarterback's hitting him. When was the last time we saw that? Uh, maybe with Nick Mullins was quarterback. I don't really understand why Kittle and Jimmy are BFFs because Jimmy always held back George Kittle, and it's clear when you watch Brock Purdy play. Jimmy turned Kittle into, you know, half the player he is, and now he's been unlocked. Now, if you sell it, stop the Niners run game, you're going to give up a long touchdown pass to George Kittle, at least one, at least one. So, hey, good thing he's still on the team. Brock Purdy is extending his career. And uh, really, that whole George, the whole Jimmy Garoppolo experience was fast-forwarding George Kittle's career because all the punishment he had to take just to gain 28 yards in a game was outrageous. 
You know, that's why he had so many injuries the last few years, Achilles injuries, knee injuries. I mean, the punishment he had to take just to gain 28 yards. Now, there's multiple plays a game where he'll gain 40 yards before getting touched. And that's the Brock Purdy effect. So I, I apologize, George, for um, thinking that Jimmy Garoppolo's limitations were your limitations. I was wrong. Sticking with the offense, the one area where the offense has gotten worse with Brock Purdy is short yardage. Third and one, fourth and one. With Jimmy, like the best thing Jimmy Garoppolo does as a quarterback is quarterback sneak. He's freaking automatic, except for in the playoffs last year when he snapped the ball too quickly. Other than that, he's freaking automatic on quarterback sneaks. You know what's coming. You can't stop it. I don't know what it is. Is it leg strength? I don't know, but he's good at it. And for whatever reason, maybe it's, you know, the, the, the oblique injury, the rib injury. Kyle, I think he's called one quarterback sneak for Brock Purdy and didn't go so well. So all of a sudden on third and one, where, where that was automatic in the past with Jimmy Garoppolo, now the Niners are like calling gimmick trick plays just to gain one yard. On third and one, they gave the ball to uh, Ty Davis Price, got nothing. He's not a good short yardage back. He might be a good running back doing other things, although I haven't seen that, but he's definitely not a good short yardage back. Jordan Mason is. But he didn't run the ball today because he had a hamstring injury. Um, they don't have an easy way to convert one yard, fourth and one. And so they can't run right. They can't do quarterback sneaks. And so to get, to get that one yard, they freaking ran like a wishbone handoff pitch. Like, what the hell was that? That was the most pathetic play call ever. And they were like running to the left to the short side of the field. That play had no chance. And that's all because Kyle doesn't trust Brock Purdy. To quarterback sneak, Jimmy, before you leave for good, can you teach Brock Purdy how to do a quarterback sneak? Because if he could do that, he'd be unstoppable. The offense would be unstoppable. They got to figure this out. This will hurt them in the playoffs. They don't have an answer for this. But really, it's the only way I can nitpick their offense because right now their offense is freaking, uh, like, really good. So good. Keep going. Hold on. All right, we've got more. Dave Barclay says, the only thing I thought was weird was Ray Ray said, when Purdy is in, you just got to be ready because it can come to you. JG Stills are predetermined. He said it. Got to be ready. It kind of felt like in the past, if uh, you players, you would watch the film. If players weren't, um, you know, the intended receiver, if they weren't the primary target, if they were on the backside of the play, it didn't look like they were running their routes as hard. Because with Jimmy, they knew they probably weren't getting the ball. Now with Brock, you got to stay on your toes. And Ray Ray said it. Ray from Fresno says in 99, the WWF had the Rock and, and Sock connection. They were iconic. You're talking uh, Mick Foley, right? That's true. In 2022, we have the Niners defense and Brock Purdy. The 2022 Niners should be known as the Rock and Brock connection. I like it. The Rock on defense and the Brock on offense. I like it. Can't lie. McGlinchey is a likable guy. Absolutely. Not a likable football player. He's a bit of a detestable football player, but a really good guy. Oh, yeah, Grant. Thank you. Thank you. Um, does Purdy have enough arm to be a franchise quarterback? That's the one thing I keep going. Like, Not to compare him to Joe Montana, but I don't think Joe had a stronger arm than Purdy. So you can't write off Purdy based on a lack of arm strength. Doesn't mean he's Joe Montana. But does he have enough arm? Yes, I think he has enough. People say Brock has a weak arm, but the ball seems to have some good zip on deep throws with accuracy. I mean, I wouldn't say he has like a strong arm, but it's strong enough right now. 
Dave says entire offense was limited by Jimmy Garoppolo. I've been saying it since 2019. He has never utilized the whole field. Brock just shows dynamic of the team around him. Yeah, you finally – it's like how could the Niners have this much talent on offense and be this mediocre? Oh, the quarterback. Oh, the quarterback. Now, actually Brock Purdy is displaying all the talent that they have. Happy Hanukkah, Grant. Thank you, Moody. Thank you for your content. It's the best – it's the best – it's ever been. Well, thank you. If you're not on Niners payroll, players are listening, and your QC is making a difference, cheers. Thank you. I want to take some credit for the Niners' eight-game win streak. Of course, they get the credit for executing, but I get most of the credit for just being me. Neil says, happy Hanukkah and Xmas, Grant. Thank you. Still prefer Trey to, our, to be our quarterback of the future, but wouldn't mind BP as long as he continues to ball. Yeah, man. I mean, if you have a quarterback who's essentially like on a – like he, to use a baseball reference, he's still in a perfect game right now. Nice to have that. And, you know, if he ever falters, if he ever gets hurt, you got Trey Lance right there. But it's nice to have a young guy set the bar so freaking high, right? Not a bad problem to have. Glazer reports just moving on from Wilson. Thoughts? I mean, that's obvious. Uh, No one wants – you can't have him on the team. Too expensive. You can't trade him. Too expensive. Got to cut him. Smart move for him. I wouldn't be surprised if some team tries to sign him for cheap. Could be the Niners. Could be the Niners, although really Brock Purdy's better than him. And if you have to develop Wilson, can you develop Wilson and Lance at the same time? Randy says, so with Lance buying all the players' sound bars, is he trying to stay, uh, stay to be relevant? I feel a change in the locker room. Lance is a rich man. You got to do it. Purdy's not. Uh, Oren Burks deserves a lot of praise, in my opinion. Shout out Oren Burks. Stephen Pryor says, spot on about Jimmy ruining Kittle. I'm hating a lot of, on Jimmy tonight, so I'll stop. Merry Christmas. Appreciate Ray Ray. Under the radar, great pickup in offseason. I'm not trying to hate on Jimmy, but this is professional sports, and I think the comparison between him and Brock really, I mean, underscores how good Brock is doing. A lot of people thought, like, yeah, Brock's doing well, but he's not as good as Jimmy. No, no, he's way better than Jimmy, and it's showing. I got an idea. Why not use the fullback to get one yard? Dude, what does Kyle Juszczyk do for this team? He's, he's his seventh consecutive Pro Bowl. He's got fewer than 200 yards from scrimmage this year. He doesn't do – he goes and – this is Brock Purdy. I mean, this is, this is Kyle Juszczyk. That's, that, that's all that Kyle Juszczyk does. He goes in motion from left to right, and then he goes in motion from right to left, and then he goes in motion from left to right. It's like, oh, wow, look at him go. But then he doesn't get the ball, ever. He just wears out grass. He has a vendetta against grass. I got an idea. Yep, gotcha. I heard you. Is it too early to be concerned about our cornerbacks' DBs? No. No. It's a good time. About the lack of quarterback sneaks, do you think Kyle is finally protecting the health of our quarterbacks? I feel like there's no shot, but a man can hope. No. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I don't think he thinks Purdy's good at it. He called one for Purdy. Did you see Purdy shake his head after the next play called? After the big IU play, like he couldn't stand Kyle's play calling in the red zone. Feed Ayuk. I didn't see that. I'll go back and look at it. Interesting. Appreciate you, Grant. What's up with Hufunga? That's how he plays. I'll get into it. Players and team listen to you for sure, 1,000%. They have good taste. Mike Henry says three drives in a row started in Washington's side of the field and all ended in field goals. Two of those with McGlitchy false starts. Got to clean it up. McGlitchy's not going to clean it up. That's the best he can play. Rob Watson says Montana absolutely had a stronger arm, but don't take my word for it. There is video. With that said, if he wins, he wins Go Brock. Look, I didn't live through Montana. All I know 
is I recently spoke with a coach off the record who requested anonymity who said he used to catch passes from Joe Montana, and he can tell me with certainty that Joe did not have a stronger arm than Brock. So that's what he said, and he caught his passes. I, I didn't really watch Joe Montana play. Um, I mean live because I was not alive. You were out of breath after that juice shuffle. I know I'm in terrible shape. How'd Kinlaw look to you? Stay tuned. I'm going to get there. That's a topic. But first we want to talk about, I need to talk about Nick Bosa. He gets too much credit. <laughs> but at the same time, he deserves it. He's the best player on defense in the league. And you could argue he's the best player in the entire league. Um, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is probably better than Nick Bosa. But Nick Bosa is the best player on the best unit in the in the league. And if, I mean, it seems like the the MVP has just become the best quarterback in the league award, which is not the, the award. It should be the best player in the league, and it doesn't just have to go to a quarterback every year. And it seems to me, if we're being honest about this season, 2022, this is a season of defense, not a season of offense. There is no utterly dominant offense in the league. Maybe some people thought Jalen Hurts would be the MVP, but their offense in Philly was quite good without him today, and he's hurt. So if you're really going to honor the best player on the best unit, it's Bosa. And you could even argue he's the MVP of the entire league. So that's enough Bosa praise. He's going to get a ton of praise. He's probably going to end up going to the Hall of Fame and all of that. And I said they should have drafted Josh Allen instead, and I'm an idiot. So I take that back. <laughs> but I just want to say, lost in the Bosa praise is all the other players on the defensive line that played well, namely Jordan Willis. Okay? Jordan Willis gets no love. They don't bring him out to the freaking uh, podium after games. But they call him the silent assassin. He's a quiet guy. But he's really good. Uh, he might just be this Niners' second best edge rusher after Bosa. I think he's probably better than Ebicom, better than Drake Jackson, who was a healthy scratch today. Uh, Jordan Willis is a huge addition to the 49ers. If they can get him playing like this down the stretch, it only increases their Super Bowl odds because he's freaking huge and explosive and strong and fast and he's a grown man and he was doing this down the stretch last year he's doing it again he, I think he was hurt he's coming back and now I don't know watch out Samson Ebukam, uh Jordan Willis is coming for your job both of them deserve praise today I want to talk about Javon Kinlaw on the defensive line so the plan for Kinlaw today was just to play 10 to 15 snaps he played 15 um afterward Kyle Shanahan said Kinlaw was coming up to him on the sideline like not begging him, but begging him to stay in the game. I feel great. I want to keep playing. And Kyle's like, look, I bet you do. You look great. But the whole idea is we want to make sure you feel good next week and the week after so we can get you through. And, it, you know, I think the idea is you play 15 snaps today. Maybe you play 25 snaps next week. And by the time the playoffs come around, he could be playing his full workload. Um, and I think what's really encouraging about what Kinlaw showed today is uh, they don't need him to be DeForest Buckner right now. They don't need that. And he's not there yet. He's missed a lot of time. That's going to come with development. What they need him to do is be a nose tackle. Because the Niners' defense, although it's like the best in franchise history, it's really bad in short yardage. And today, they had a fourth and goal from the one, and Javon Kinlaw was one of the main reasons they shut down that run on that play. So, that's a role he can provide for this defense. He did it today, and I'm really happy for him. Um, I don't want to rehash the past, but I always was rooting for Javon Kinlaw. 
I never, I know his background. I know his story. I would never root against someone like that. I thought the Niners should have kept a force Buckner, and I made that point. But the idea that, like, I'm rooting for him to fail or that I wanted him to punch me, I was trying to get him to punch me so I could retire, that's ridiculous. So anyway, I hope you don't really think that's true. The, the whole punching thing, someone asked me, were you afraid when Javon came up to me on the field? I said, no. They were like, why? I was like, because we, everyone knows. Have you ever heard of a sports writer getting punched by an athlete? No. Why? That's all I was saying. I wasn't trying to get punched. I don't want to get punched. I have a nice looking face because I've never gotten punched in it before. If I got punched in the face, this nose would be over here. I don't want that. And I don't want to take anyone's money, livelihood. I don't want to ruin anyone's career. I'm super happy for Javon Kinlaw. He is 100% the kind of player you root for. So, good going, Javon. All right, last thing, and i got to end on a downer. The secondary. That secondary was bad in this game. I asked Kyle Shanahan after the game, what would you think of the secondary? He took a deep swallow and said it was good enough to win, which means not good. So, a lot of people talking about Talanoa Hufunga. Yeah. He gives up a lot of touchdown catches. He gave up two in this game, and it's always the same way, right? He bites on something underneath, gives up something behind him. Scary, because that's been put on tape a lot, and it's going to be – teams are going to try to exploit it in the playoffs. But it wasn't just him. I mean, Trevarius Ward had two holding penalties, not one. One of them wiped out a sack and extended a, a, a drive that lasted 10 minutes. Uh, Diamador Lenore. Picked on repeatedly. He's like not even, I mean, I'm not saying he's not competing, but he's not, he's just trying to keep every, he's keep everything in front of him. He's very conservative. I don't know if that's what they're coaching him to do, but Jahan Dotson destroyed him. And it could have been worse. Dotson dropped one because the sun was in his eyes and yeah. Uh, Lenore, not good. Jimmy Ward, interception, also gave up a touchdown catch. Gibson gave up a, like a 15-yard catch on third and 13. Um... Traverius Ward left the game for a drive, and his backup gave up like a 50-yard catch immediately. I don't know. To me, the secondary, like, we've seen this. That's what they did against Kansas City. That's what they did against Miami. It's just, but Tua didn't hit the throws. In this game, freaking Heineke and Wentz were hitting some of these throws, and Mahomes hit all of them. I'm curious to see in the playoffs, will Prescott hit him? You know, if they make it to the Super Bowl, will Burrow hit him? They're there. And apparently before this game, Kyle Shanahan called out the whole defense. was like, look, I'm an offensive coordinator. I'm watching this. There, there's whole, I could take advantage of this. What are you going to do? So he sees it. Teams see it. They got to clean this up. It's not all Talanoa. It's every single freaking member of the secondary. Everyone, including Traverius Ward. So I wonder, is this really a great secondary or is it a great front seven that's making the secondary look better than it is? Because... There have, been open, there have been good wide receivers get open against the secondary. Especially when D'Amico Ryan's is calling all this soft zone coverage. So, that's the one thing I want to see. It's, the secondary needs to clean it up. They got two more weeks. Next week they got Devontae Adams. That's a test. I mean, we all expect the Niners to stomp the Raiders, but that's, also, that's almost because the Niners have like a, a juggernaut offense all of a sudden. Now all of a sudden we're like, what's up with the defense, <laughs> right? I mean, I mean... Not what's up with the pass rush or the run defense, but what's up with the coverage? It ain't looking great. And I, finally, I mean, all year we've seen teams so scared against the Niners. Oh, we got to throw all these short passes. Good luck. You got to get the ball past the linebackers. 
That's what Washington did today. I told you. I did a, a quality control yesterday. I said, look, Washington's going to take shots. It's all they can do. They took shots. They had success. Teams are going to keep doing that. The Raiders are going to do it next week. Whoever they face in the playoffs is going to do that. So be prepared for it. Talano, all you guys. Because Nick Bosa and Jordan Willis can't bail you out forever and ever and ever. Uh, Nicholas John Bosa, D-P-O-Y. Yeah. Does J- Kyle hate Jordan Mason or what? Because he's clearly better than TDP, and TDP took all the snaps today. Also, JM would have scored. They said he, I mean, he has a hamstring injury, and he hurt his knee in the first place, so I think that's why that happened. Yeah, it got to be a lock. Um, since Purdy took over, team averages 30 points per game. Yeah! And it, like, look, everyone said that Christian McCaffrey transformed the offense, right? No! This freaking offense scored 13 points against the Saints. The Saints! Now look at him. It's the Purdy effect. Not that McCaffrey isn't good. But McCaffrey, again, didn't have a good game today. Offense scored 37. Is there a big advantage to having a two or three seed? I mean, yeah, let's travel. You don't want to go to Minnesota and then Philly in back-to-back weeks. It's exhausting. If Purdy wins the Super Bowl, I'm asking my girlfriend to marry me, Grant. Too many ifs and things have to go right. We're watching the Super Bowl together this year. So you're not going to ask your girlfriend to marry, her, uh, to marry you if, if Purdy falls short? You're putting your entire future in Purdy's hands. That's rough. Dude, just pop the question. Luke says Purdy might be him. Also, thank you for all the content. Thank you, Luke. I think he might be him too. Does Kyle hate Jordan Mason or one? I'm confused. Nah, he's hurt. Oh, but maybe he might hate him. I don't know. How Kinlaw look to you? Good. Um, I'm almost done, guys. Does Kyle? No, got you. Got you. Randy. I'm loving your energy with my Niners. Also, I know you're not a fan. Thanks for pointing out the weaknesses and strengths of our team. Nah, man, if I were a fan... I wouldn't be quality control, and the Niners wouldn't be 11-4. and four. It's my relentless negativity that spurs the Niners into action and creates a winning, comp- a, a winning formula. So, you're welcome. G-Code says, Bosa, great season. More impact, Alden Smith or Bosa? Dude, Bosa. Alden Smith was great for like a year and a half. 69 and Huff are going to be the marks in the playoffs. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, I'll take 69 over 29 all day. I'll still ask her, but just not as soon. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, that's life. Can George Kittle eke out another all-pro? I think he can. Who's going to take it from in the NFC? Hawkinson? Hawkinson? Okay, that's the end of the show. Thanks for watching. Merry Christmas. Go back to your family. Tell them you love them. And thank them for letting you wander away to watch me. We really enjoyed each I enjoyed your presence. I hope you enjoyed mine. We got almost 2,000 people watching right now. Is that sacrilegious? I don't think so. I think Jesus and Santa would want you to watch this, right? I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know. But thanks for watching. I'll be back soon, I guess. Tomorrow's Christmas. I don't, have my, I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow for Christmas. But um, enjoy yourself. Take care.